What token of romantic appreciation am I preparing to give you as I kneel in the snow? This gun in my hand. Christmas time, most city gals pack their bags and head to the small towns where they grew up. With any luck, they'll reconnect with some fella they went to school with, or meet a strapping young handyman, use their business smarts to rescue their aunt's failing quilt shop, and realize they prefer hands-on work in a small town more than thankless office work in the big city. So they buy the quilt shop and accept that boy's proposal and decide to stay in good old Gun Grove. I'm not that kind of gal. My name's Petra Wojohowicz, County Clerk and Registrar of Deeds for Parabellum City. When they see me in a mask, people know me as Regina, the queen pin of crime, the biggest operator in the tri-state area, and making steady inroads across the octostate area. So where does the head of an organized crime ring go for Christmas? Why, if it isn't Petra, what are you doing here? Come to check up on me? No, Uncle Vern, I got sick of wandering all over the tri-state area on business. I wanted to come home for the holidays. To Hex Pantry? Why not? Because it's the most dangerous neighborhood in Parabellum City, according to some. I think I can handle it. You're not going to kill me, are you? No, Uncle Vern, I would never do that. Or order someone to kill me? No, why would you think that? Well, you know, the business is failing. Junior said the take has been good. Not as good as some past years, but we're getting that holiday fourth quarter boost everybody sees in the numbers business. Oh, not that. The numbers have been good, and you know I never skim. It's the front we operate out of. Wojo's heating and plumbing. Looks fine. Breathe out. What? Breathe out. (sighs) Oh, I see. Yeah, you can see your breath because the furnace is broke. I suppose it's hard to maintain your cover business as a heating and plumbing shop when you can't keep your own furnace working. You always were clever. Just hire somebody to fix it. I did. Hello. Falk Ziljan. No, honey, that's the handyman I hired to fix the furnace, Flick Zoltan. Do either of you want some glumkey? It's Grandmother Wojohowicz's recipe. Only take 30 minutes to warm up for you. No, I had a late breakfast. Uncle Vern, this handyman is Falk Ziljan, inescapable hero by virtue of the fact that he carries a gun. Are you sure? Yeah, we go way back. We're practically engaged. We're not anywhere near engaged, Petra, and you've just blown my cover. If he's a crime fighter, uh, are you sure you want to be around him right now? I mean, uh, you probably get sick of being around city officials all day. Probably a lot of cops traipsing into the county building where you work as county clerk and registrar of deeds and have nothing to do with organized crime. Certainly not the head of an organized crime family. What a kidder. I love spending time with city officials. Yes, sometimes police stop at my office to research real estate shenanigans by criminals. That doesn't affect how much I love spending time with Falk. Petra, you know how I feel. I know. Someday my prince will come. Down off his high horse and recognize the love of his life has been right in front of him all this time. It's not a high horse. It's just that I'm indifferent to that kind of relationship. I don't know. Someday they'll have words for this. I think they do. In Yiddish, they call it Well, you have to admit, it's kind of romantic. Me bumping into you here, out of the blue... It's not much of a coincidence. Parabellum City's a small town. It's a big city with the heart of a small town. A big city that hides the beating heart of a small town beneath the floorboards. 
I can see where this situation fits some of the parameters for a heartwarming holiday romance, but like you said, we're already buddies. It's not like you're reconnecting with a boy you haven't seen since high school, or better yet, meeting a handsome stranger in an amusing or charming way. What do they call that? They call that by the name I have chosen for myself, Meet Cute. Who are you? I told you just now. The people, they call me Meet Cute. Why didn't the bells ring when you opened the door? Shut up, it's poetic license. How can I make a dramatic entree after the bells of your shop door begin to tinkle? Ooh, please tell me you're a superhero who engineers amusing and charming introductions between people that lead to romance. Uh, no, I am slasher of persons, known in my home country as filet mignon. I come to your New Jersey because, uh, how you say, the police attention, the, the heat, she was too much in France. Uh, my cousin live in Jersey, he translates the name for me. Filet mignon, in English, is the meat cute. I don't think your cousin translated it right. You understand the, the double entendre, this nom de guerre I choose for myself. It is meat like the side of beef, uh, the slice of sausage on the charcuterie board, no? Yeah, yeah, we get it. I don't get it. Anyhow, I pass by on your street, I overhear your exchange of words, which is perfect setup for saying my name. And when you speak of the devil, poof, here she come. Could you be a former slasher who turned over a new leaf and now engineers amusing and charming introductions that lead to romance? No, I am still slasher. That is what I will do here also. Stand back. I'll handle this. You think you can waltz in here and threaten my friends? Ow! Hey, what are you doing with that thing? I am wielding a meat cleaver. What would you expect from the slasher? Especially when butchery is an integral part of his motif. Well, it's no fair. I was just planning to wrestle you for a minute. How is this my fault? You don't bring a wrestling match to a knife fight. I mean, you should bring your own knife. You monster! Oh, God. Oh. Trying to wrestle a meat cleaver away from a murderous Frenchman is hard work. You'll want a hearty meal to refuel yourself after that. That's why this gun in my hand is brought to you tonight by three sponsors, beginning with Steak Mart. You can get more than just prime rib and T-bones at Steak Mart. They also have great pork chops, brisket, and ham. And while you're there, stop next door at Cane's Produce. Fight against the often inefficient macroeconomic outcomes of the market economy at Cane's. This week, 50 pounds of Idaho potatoes for, I don't know, a nickel. That's an appropriate sales price for 1939, right? And finally, tonight's episode is also brought to you by... Hey, will you two hold it down? I'm recording a commercial here. Sorry. Pardonnez-moi. Tonight's episode is also brought to you by the St. Ladislaus Ladies Auxiliary Fundraiser Cookbook. From Grandma Wojo's Glumkey to Fat Tuesday Punchki, from Bigos to Pierogi, you'll have all you need to serve Pole, or anyone else who loves good food. We now return to... Whoa, I'm getting out of here. Falk, can we wrap this up? I'm trying. We can wrap up the remaining pieces and put your paper when I am finished. Falk, what time is it? I don't know, it's, uh, hang on, 11.32. Does your watch make a sound at the top of the hour? No. Then what would you use to signal the top of the hour? This gun in my hand. Where did that come from? That is no fair. Don't worry about where it came from, worry about where it's going. Across the back of your skull. Oh la la. Are you two okay? We're fine. Falk, let me sew that cut. It's just my coat sleeve, he didn't cut my skin. I know, I'll sew your coat. I wouldn't offer to sew a wound. Uh, thanks. Say, Mr. Wojohowicz, is there any way I could get one of those glumkies you offered Petra? I kind of worked up an appetite. Of course. I'll go put it in the oven. 
Petra, I wanted to get him out of the room so I could warn you. I think your Uncle Vern is involved in the numbers racket. What? Yes, this heating and plumbing shop is just a front for his illegal gambling office. It's called the Numbers Game, or Policy Racket. I think he's part of the organization run by Regina, the Queen Pin of Crime. No. Yes, really. I know it must come as a shock. But what proprietor of a heating shop would be unable to fix his own furnace? Falk, I can see why the situation seems fishy. The way Uncle Vern is secretive about everything, it's because he knows nothing about heating or plumbing, and it's embarrassing to him. He just sells supplies here. The only way the business stays afloat is with a secret partner who injects capital occasionally. The sign out front might as well be Petra's heating and plumbing. I see. But what about these runners who bring him slips of paper throughout the day? Those are requests from customers for supplies they need. I suppose that makes sense. You know, if you want some company later, I'm staying at the Remington Arms over on Telegraph Road. Thanks, but no. I need to put this meet-cute character in the hands of the cops and tie up his loose ends. Make sure he didn't leave any living victims held captive in the boiler room of the abandoned grade school. That kind of thing. You'll want a nightcap after a long day's work. The rooms don't have numbers at the Remington, but I'll mark a little X with chalk over the doorframe of my room. You just walk down the hall and... No, yeah, I see. Look for the hallmark. It'll be special. I don't think you should... A hallmark holiday special is what we'll have. Why did you have to say that? Now we're going to get sued. Hex Pantry for the Holidays, episode 69 of This Gun in My Hand, was romanticized by Rob Northrup. This episode and all others are available on YouTube with automatically generated closed captions of dialogue. Visit thisgunninmyhand.blogspot.com for credits, show notes, information on how to subscribe, and to buy my books, such as Little Heist in the Big Woods and other revisionist atrocities. If you're still in the mood for holiday pulp adventure, listen to episode 44, Here Comes Satanic Claws. What time is it? This gun in my hand. Etc.